0: Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. Leipzig a semi finalist It's Friday the 14th of August. I'm Jules Breach.
1: I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Brassel.
0: Hello, everybody. I am loving this Champions League knockout style stuff. It was I really enjoyed last night, second half.
2: You're loving it so much that you've not left the Football Ramble studio all <laughs> week. You're still here. I
0: know, you bored of me yet.
2: Set up
1: on the TV in the studio, bedding down the corner like yeah. Steve's from People Just Do Nothing. I I'm not not leaving.
2: was, was going to say Crocodile Dundee um, Yeah, it could but, be for bit, the older listeners. What? She, what? Has got, like she has, she has got a cans. knife in her boots. So that is probably fair. <laughs> I'm actually
0: wearing some military kind of style shorts. Well, they're sort of safari-ish, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> khaki. Yeah. Um, look, it was, it was a really good second half, I thought, in the in the leipzig Atletico game. Congratulations to Leipzig. They're through to the semi final. For the first time ever, uh, beating one of the European heavyweights, Atletico, who were going for, what was it, their third final in six seasons? Which is quite impressive, really, to beat Mm. them. And, and, And as expected, it was an Atletico performance that I think everyone anticipated it would be, sitting back defensively. They look pretty happy for the game to be going to extra time, but for Tyler Adams to step up and get his first goal for Leipzig to win it, Andy. I'm
2: glad you pointed that out, Jules. It, it, that You said that it was exactly that Atletico performance that you should have expected because it never ceases to amaze me how many people are surprised. At, well, why don't Atletico come out and attack? They, they don't. They never do. Mm. They don't. No. It's, it's, it's not their thing. But th- there's been a lot of talk about this, obviously, in the Spanish media this morning. This idea that, you know, or Marca said it's, is the end of the line for Simeone and he, he needs to go the fact is if you go back to 2014 and of course we think about that because we think of the circularity of um, them being in Lisbon and being in the final and being seconds away from from winning the Champions League back then when Real Madrid eventually got La Decima the, the, the fact is that now that they can no longer really be viewed as underdogs they still play like underdogs but the fact is, you look at the players they were able to bring on last night, not just the players they did bring on, like Joao Felix. He uh, was so uh, good when uh, he was on. Amazing. Mm. Alvaro Morata. Um, you think they've got Toma Lamar on the, on the bench as Thomas well. Thomas Partey as well. I mean, th- what are you talking about? Mm. Players they've spent a fortune on and get absolutely massive wages. And of course, there was that, that tweet, wasn't there, about um, how much Diego Simeone gets paid. The m- most paid coach in the world. And I think that's quite right, to be honest. He's changed Atletico around. He's, um, he's the star. There's no doubt about that. But there's no doubt that certainly people outside Atletico expect a lot more. And Now, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from, from Leipzig here. Um, but, I, you know, I can understand where people are coming from uh, with, with Atletico. I mean, Diego Cimione's wages are
1: will be of a huge surprise to the, your communal garden football fan at how high they are. I mean, what is it? Something like 30-something million a year. Yeah. It's, it's, which, which is, in, I mean, an incre- I, I know football players get paid a lot and perhaps you could make an argument that managers should be paid much higher than they are based on the, the, the talent they have to manage. But for for Simeone to, to manage... In that style, always he can't really seem to deviate from that style. No one and he's, else
2: is paying him thirty-four million. No, even, and, he's, what, and, what and he's become so yeah.
1: important to Atletico and so synonymous with him. I understand that. That's why he's getting. That's why he's been able to to, to, to kind of negotiate this deal.
2: Well, I think Dermot Corrigan, our, our old friend, pointed out on Twitter, without Simeone, Atletico over the last ten years at mm-hmm. Valencia. Yeah. Because they've got a similar financial profile, they had similar financial But people have been talking about the
1: death of Simeone's style of football for, for years at Atletico. And he certainly, he every so often, just seems to, to bring it, pull something out the fire and keep himself going again, negotiate another contract, <laughs> and he's away again. And you have to wonder when all this is going to stop because mm. if you were watching... The,
0: the, I don't think it will, though, Luke. I think that this is his style. This is how he plays. But I think that there comes a time at a club where then... He's done enough there. He moves on, but he takes his style to another club. And there will be another club that will just want to win trophies, that knows Simeone will be able to deliver something for them by playing in that style of football, but that it will be a short-term plan. I don't think that he will have long, long long-term success at a club because he'll get found out because he doesn't really have a plan B.
2: Well, I I guess there... Is that fair? If if, if you're talking about not being bothered about style and being bothered about trophies ahead of style, I, I mean... Clearly, people are going to look at his Italian connections. They're going to look at Lazio, who, let's just say here and now, could never afford him, even if he was getting half the wages or a third of the wages that he's he's currently getting. Um, Or Inter. I I think Inter is something you can definitely see happening at, at, at some point. Whenever you hear him link with Premier League clubs, it's mad the players would complain about him after four to six <laughs> weeks, go in there and say, look, we're not putting up with this shit.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> saw a few Arsenal fans last night tweeting But you crucially, they
2: that. would not be saying that
1: while he was in the room. <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, <that's laughs> that
0: very,
2: is really important to stress. That's but very you, fair to you, say.
1: There is, there is like, a, a, like a philosophical argument, I feel like, where you say, Okay, he's known for a certain type of football. Yes, he's won things. A couple of Europa Leagues, a league title, got to Champions League. But it. that
2: for Atletico is astonishing. Yeah, it's great.
1: It's great. It is great. Astonishing. It is great, of course. Absolutely. It's a brilliant return. He has
2: helped them become a super club.
1: But let me... Well, I
2: don't agree with that. Well, he has helped them become... They're, they're, not, a, su- they're not a super club. Look at the stadium. Look at the players.
0: They Why don't you are, think they're a super club? Because, they are I, think,
2: a super club. Yeah, because I think they're consistently that... here. They're consistently here. But I think, and, and realistically, I on... can't tell you because anyway, <laughs> on, on paper, <laughs> there is no way they should be rubbing shoulders with Paris Saint-Germain, who they would have been favourites to beat in semi-final, by the way, or Real Madrid or Barcelona. But they are, and, they
1: scored, and that's
2: that's all down to him.
1: And they scored fifty-one goals in the league this season.
2: Sure, he's pathetic. But, but you know what? He's he's <laughs>
0: absolutely
1: always, pathetic. He
2: has always said. That this is a transitional season. Unfortunately for him, he has done so much. Another
0: transition. does he get less season. money for that? No, it's thirty-six
2: million a year.
1: But I have, to, I have to say, the first year is very much a transition season. I, with my I, new contract. I think
2: he actually gets more for that. Are you saying yeah. this is like the biggest pyramid scheme? Since, I, I'm like, saying that you furniture sales? I'm saying that you are. You are. I like
1: Simeone. I like what he does. I like the. I don't actually even dislike the way he plays football. It's a certain type of playing. It doesn't. It's not something that kind of personally annoys me. Like there's a lot of football fans for for fairly obviously yeah i reasons. think it's
2: very reductive that there's but, the idea that there's only one way of good but, football
1: but yeah. if you are going to earn that much amount of money a year and you are only going to score a, you know a fairly poor amount of goals in the league for the um for the for the, for the players you've got and you are not going to play players like Joao Felix in big european games you're going to have to pre- have a pretty good reason why you're not going to do that that's to get knocked out by some a team like leipzig who are a good team and who you know are, 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 you know their stories amazing for, for slightly different reasons um, if you're going to get knocked out by Leipzig you're going to look a prat right you don't pick Jao Felix who cost 100 million euros or whatever it was and you get knocked out by Leipzig and you're labelled a prat and that's the game and he's got and he's got <laughs> Again, and he, not to his
2: face and, he, no, and he's got to accept that
1: he has to accept it because if you dance with the devil the music stops Andy
2: yeah I, I suppose and but... now they're out
1: on their way home Jules aren't they they are and, 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 and do you know what's happening they're all getting flown home in a little private jet.
2: Simeone's got his own jet. And it's gold. <laughs> and he's saying, thanks very much. I'm putting my feet up. I've delivered nothing. The thing is... I Again. Th- I, think, I think this takes it out of context. Because he always said this would be a transitional season. What elite level team. And they are an elite level team, whether you like it or not. Certainly elite level club now. Has six new starters in a season. And yet, because of what he's done there since December 2011... It's a disappointment that they comfortably finish third in the league. It's a disappointment that they get to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. To say that Atletico are in that position, never mind in the position to buy and pay these players, but in a position to say, that is not good enough for us. I mean, that shows that like incredible progress. And that is his legacy. Whether this is the end of it, and Mm. like Jules, I don't think it will be or not. But if you're going to get him for two things, and this will take us on to Leipzig, You've got to you've got to have a go at him. A for putting his faith in Diego Costa, yeah, who, who, who's been poor, who looks like a busted flush at yeah, the moment. Been poor even, even though there've been a few little flickers of the flame before the end of the season, and secondly for not being as tactically flexible as Julian Nagelsmann, as a Nagelsmann
1: who who's, who's who looks, I mean,
0: he's really exciting. He's and a very impressive manager, isn't mm. he?
1: Yeah, and also he looks like such a dweeb as well, which makes it better. Mean? He just got, he just got, a, he just looks like he's a real nerd, and I quite, I quite like it.
2: Would Would it surprise you if I said he spends money on eyebrow shaping? No, he doesn't. And <laughs> are uh, you serious? Yeah, he said he was. He said, like, um. Can I just say, nine,
1: nine minutes last, in, Jules has now looked the most interested in this show. She's <laughs> had oh, in this is
0: amazing. <laughs> he, yeah. he tell said, me more.
2: He said the season before last, when he was still at Hoffenheim, that he was not against the idea of wearing makeup on the touchline. I mean, HD is brutal these days. Ultra, fair, I, think that's I, fair I watch Ultra yeah. HD sometimes.
0: You need it.
1: Yeah. And I, If, I, if, I, if, if <laughs> Nagelsmann wants to make himself look as presentable as possible, I'm all for that because he's one of those guys that no matter what clothes he wears, he looks uncool.
0: Astonishing. I need to, you think? I need to have a look yeah. at his eyebrows and, and, hmm. and see how well pruned they are because I've not spotted that before.
1: Yeah.
2: I th- I, think he's, I think he's a very fashionable... Coach.
1: I just don't think he's got it. I just don't think. I just don't think he he doesn't he doesn't believe it. Well
0: it's, he doesn't believe how how cool he is. Yeah, he,
1: I think he thinks he's much cooler than he actually is. Diego Simeone is <laughs> much much cooler.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't Simeone's, any doubting that.
1: Diego Simeone has adopted this kind of dark lord kind of yeah, style. There's
0: something about Simeone though, isn't there? Yeah, do, do exactly that's what
1: I mean. Exactly what I mean. Yeah. Do
2: you think that's the problem? Atletico's problem is also a sartorial problem. Could it's that He never changes. Maybe yeah. he needs to subtly move on. Like I moved to a cape. <laughs> 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 a sort yeah. of helmet and some breathing apparatus. Yeah. No, you know, take the I, man, of, man in black thing to its logical no, conclusion. I, 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 li- yeah.
1: I like the idea of Simeone at the end of a game, shaking hands with the man, the opposite manager, going to the going to the bench, putting on his cape, fastening it at the front, <laughs> and just swooshing it out and walking off.
0: <laughs> to be fair, the the, the shots that uh, BT Sport got of Simeone's face at the end, he stood there for ages, just yeah. sort of like staring into space, like. Yeah. How's this happened? Yeah. Uh, well, you talk about Diego Costa not being on top form, but a lot of that also was down to the fact that Upa Meccano had him in his pocket the whole game. He was, he was, he was unbelievable. Is, he's the best defender.
1: He's the best young defender in the world. He's so good. I've never seen him play, have a poor game. I might. I don't watch him as much as someone like Andy would, but I've never seen him have a poor game. He's outstanding. I can't believe that... Um, what is he,
0: 21?
1: Yeah, very, very to young. Like I can't believe a big club has, hasn't already gone and got Well, him. apparently
0: Arsenal wanted him last year. Is that right, Andy? But they
1: never had the money. They he's not going to go to Arsenal, <laughs> They it's desperately it's just, need I'm sorry. It. You're this affronted is, by the idea. This is a conversational <laughs> podcast and I'm broadly in support of that. But that is not a debate. He's not going to oh, Arsenal. I'm not
0: saying he's going to go, no, but I'm no. saying Arsenal wanted him. So Arsenal clearly had spotted that talent and wanted to buy him, which not couldn't afford it.
1: And we're a family show, so I'll keep this broad. I want a lot of things. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't mean I'm going to get them, does it? I'm sure you're the same.
2: <laughs>
0: How highly do you rate him, Andy?
2: He's excellent. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I, I think he's maybe got an opportunity in terms of France, in the fact that Samuel Umtiti's had his difficulties at Barcelona in the last little while. Raphael Varane, he's still Raphael Varane, mm. but the way he went out of the Champions yeah. League, that's kind of in our minds at the moment. I wonder... If, and we talk about Atletico missing a trick. I wonder if they did a little bit with Upamecano because he was excellent. And you, you, you were talking about the BT Sport presentation of it. Jermaine Genius was saying it's so easy for him because yeah. he's such a, a natural footballer. But he's kind of got that Eric Abedale thing, actually, if we're talking about French centre-backs. The way he gets the ball and then piles like 30, 40 yards upfield. There's a little bit of me, actually. If, if there's one criticism I've got of Upamecano, the space behind him. And Diego Costa is simply not good enough or fast enough to exploit that at the moment. Um, I wonder if Atletico would have played it a little bit differently. If, say, Joel Felix would have been fit enough to play the whole game because there was some doubt over that because he'd missed a bit of training recently um maybe that would have put things in a slightly different spot but he is an outstanding defender there will be some leipzig fans well there will be some leipzig fans i'm sure but there will be some Le- <laughs> there will be some <laughs> <Leipzig> <laughs> we'll fans get on to that <laughs> who would say that he's not even the best center back at leipzig it's ibrahim okanate who's been out with a hip injury for a lot of this season and, and couldn't play in this game but of course so much was made of Timo Werner not yeah. playing. I mean, I did say before the game actually, if there's going to be a game in which we're going to not have Timo Werner, is probably against Atletico because we know Timo Werner's got a broader palette to his game now than just counter attacking, and Chelsea fans will see that next season. But you're not his slam dunk is the run behind, yeah, and you're never going to get that against Atletico because yeah. they're defending <laughs> their own penalty box. Mm. So um, Julian Nagelsmann actually pointed that out. Afterwards, didn't he? in, in his in, in his chat with um, with, with Des Kelly, uh, he, he said, "Well, you know, it, you're never going to get it over the top. So we did okay. And of course, the players who proved to be the most important for them were Marcel Sabitzer, who's been outstanding. He's, he's all season. That pass for the second and goal in the lead player. up was just unreal. I, 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 I mean, him and Olmo were the players who were gonna. Yeah.
1: I saw some uh, I saw some of play in the first leg against Spurs um, at. Um, the Spurs stadium and he is by far the best player on the pitch I thought he was absolutely outstanding he ran the entire show I, I, he's mm. uh, one of the most underrated players in, in world football but yeah, he's not he's not a household name Like people mm. people who don't watch an awful lot of European football won't have heard of him and he's outstanding on Lupa Makano the thing I like about him is that he sees danger so well so when you've got a player a defender who who can who's quick or whatever you can rely on so someone like John Terry gets a lot, got a lot of criticism for being a bit slow or whatever but he'd see danger so well he he would he he would he would have grown up not having to um, not been able to rely on his pace, mm. so he would see danger really well, and that's kind of one of the most impressive things about him. Upermakanu is quick, but also sees danger, and so he is capable of taking up a position and snubbing out a an attack. Before you'd even know it happened, because he takes up such a good position. But he is also perfectly capable of rearranging both your leg bones with a massive tackle <laughs> after a fifty-yard sprint. Yeah,
0: he leaves one in. He actually he? did that yeah. last night. I, I can't he remember did, it was a, it might yeah. have been
1: against Carrasco, who didn't. Who look, looked like he had no idea what had hit him.
0: You could hear it as well. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, so it was. He's, I think he's a full package in my opinion. I don't know as much about Kanate, but I, from what I've seen of Pican- Makana, I think he's the full package. I thought that um, the the lack of. The very, very quickly, just to, just to go back to the game itself, I thought, I know I'd let to go playing a certain style, and I accept it, but the lack of urgency shown when they conceded, I thought was astonishing for a team of that level. I just couldn't believe how relaxed they looked.
2: But for, for them, it's all about the, the grind. And, you know, against most teams, they would be fine. You just, how playing. can you
1: relax when Kevin Campbell's got that hair in the midfield against you? <laughs> <laughs> what about think, that, Jules? Talk about We're talking about eyebrows.
0: Talk about that because
1: that, that is a disgrace. Surely, if a man like Julian Nagelsmann takes his own image seriously, how is he putting that man on the pitch?
0: I know it shouldn't be allowed, should it? <laughs> I don't I,
2: think so. I think no. I think Campbell's going for the the Pete Donaldson sort of it's, zone. It's Donaldson-esque, but <laughs> yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. <laughs>
0: Does it?
2: Come on, let's stay on brand, people. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. stay on brand.
0: Um, I missed your point there Luke what were you saying before we talked about hair
1: my point was just that I thought Atletico weren't urgent
2: they didn't show enough urgency they kind of I I feel like I think credit for Leipzig here though because I I, I think against most teams they would have been fine but that transition and that winning goal kind of came from nowhere really I I think that is that is again another thing about Atletico continuing to play the way they do they don't have that 2014 Defense of peak Juan Fran Felipe Luis Gordin Miranda. They don't have Gabby and Thiago in front of it. Mm. You know, th- there's there's not really a proper defensive midfielder on the pitch. So is that because is... a lot of,
1: too many of his signings haven't worked out well enough?
2: Well, partly you could argue, but mm. I've, I think the fact is they're all bedding in. Like like we said, they had six new starters at the start of the season, mm. and um, you know Marcos Llorente, who made such an impact on that game at Liverpool he's meant to be a defensive midfielder. He's not really played mm-hmm. there that much for him. So really, I could say you could say that's Simeone's lookout, not putting him in the position that he's meant to be. But certainly the way that Llorente was playing yesterday, they don't really have... He started almost up front and then ended up in this sort of inside right position. So really, you look at the gap that Tyler Adams runs into, you don't find that gap against old Atletico. Well, I'm, I'm going to whisper this for all of our American
1: cousins. So if you're listening to this and you're American... Prepare yourself. <laughs> Should that have been an own goal? Because I am not it entirely was a big deflection, it wasn't was on it? target. And I don't want to take anything away from a young man who's worked really hard to get to where he's got to and he scored his first goal in a massive game. I think because it
0: was so far out, though, they can't necessarily prove it was definitely going off target. So
2: that, must be, that must be it. That's I, it. Now we look I don't out, want we to take anything out. away from a young man who was just about to hit the corner flag <laughs> yeah. in the Champions League <laughs> we, final. we
1: look in Tyler Adams's heart and then, we, and then we'll yeah. find the truth. And
0: I think he should be allowed that goal. First uh, American to score in this stage yeah. of the Champions League. Do you know what?
1: And I'm loving this knockout style. I love I, I it. I think it's great. I, think it's, I absolutely we've, love we've it. We've seen such late drama. And I think there is an element to it. I talked about the pros and cons on the show. I think I did uh, earlier this week or last week about, you know, that, you know if, you're, if you're a big team in the Champions League and you've got another leg and you have a bit of an off day, you can go, okay, well, we can put this right. And it, mm. I, I kind of feel like it might favour the bigger team. Now of course I know that Atalanta were on the on the end of a uh, the second uh, the night before but but generally speaking well, they were close I think, exactly i yeah. think it's i think this yeah. has been a good thing for for, I for think the it's teams really here
0: it's really exciting and it and it just as well as obviously it being exciting when you win a game late, that heartbreak in football is also something that creates drama and creates that kind of Um, that storyline, really, which Mm. is why we love football. It's why we watch a story, why we watch a a match. Mm.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: For a story to be created. So it's really exciting. Um, And just in terms of Leipzig and the achievement for them, Luke, I know that you're constantly reminded of how old you are. (laughs) Um, I'm younger than (laughs) (laughs) Anne. How old do you feel when you think about Leipzig's story? The fact that they've only been around for 11 years. They're the youngest club in the Champions League they've got the youngest coach in the Champions League he's 33 so he's younger than all of us in this Mm. room Um, two really young players scoring the winners last night 21 and 22 years old first
1: Champions League semi-finalists as a club to be younger than Football Ramble (laughs) I love that I I think that sums it
2: up and and I think also that All I can uh, say is I can't wait for our sponsorship deal with Lucasaid to, to kick <laughs> in. And then 2023 semi-finalists, yeah, Jules Breach exactly. will be scoring the winner.
1: Yeah, it's great it's a great night for Plucky Leipzig and it shows what you can do with a little bit of fire in your belly and a little bit of uh hard work and determination. Is it
2: is it fire or is it like morning after nausea? It's it's um It's Taurine. It's mostly Taurine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Andy, what? um, I I spotted, obviously, after PSG's win um, on Wednesday night and then Leipzig winning last night, a lot of football fans are kind of debating these types of clubs getting to the latter stages of the Champions League. Just for Ramble listeners that don't quite understand how Leipzig are similar to PSG, could you do a brief explanation?
2: Um, She said brief. (laughs) (laughs) that could be a tough one yeah Yeah. i I think the the reason that people don't like them in germany there's not the same um anger towards them outside of germany is there like like people are quite inspired by them getting to the semi-final for all those reasons that you mentioned before but in germany which has a very specific football culture uh, led by the 50 plus one rule which they've circumvented the spirit of if if nothing else they took over a 50, what is the 50 plus 1 rule uh, basically it means that the members um own the club in the main yeah. um there, there can be there can be other minor shareholders but it is it belongs to the fans and um they've circumvented the spirit of that certainly uh, since taking over step the the, the fifth tier team who's a playing license they they took hold of and um you know german football which is really big on tradition like reacted to this really badly i mean i, I remember when i went to uh, dortmund versus leipzig in the first season that leipzig were up and they finished second in the first season in the top flight of course the banners that were on the uh, yellow wall there were hundreds of them there were hundreds of them and Dortmund were eventually punished for some other stuff that went on outside the stadium and the yellow wall was shut for a, um, a game but you think of everything that happened like bulls heads being thrown on the pitch um, their team bus having paint thrown at it the sort of hostility uh, is, is is kind of hard to absorb a why that is if you're not completely in the thick of German football culture and B, how strongly people feel about it. I mean, what will be the amazing thing if it was an all-German final? The majority of Germany would be supporting Bayern,
0: which is so bizarre, <laughs> which is unreal. It's so we bizarre. could have Man City,
1: we could have Man City, PSG, Bayern, and Leipzig as a semi-finalists in the Champions League. Wow. Well. <clears throat> it's the stuff yeah. the dreams
2: are made of Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, alright let's move on then um, because kind of on that same subject there is a commentator who has requested not to commentate on the Champions League final if PSG get there tell us more Andy <laughs> this
2: is <laughs> absolutely
1: nuts. ridiculous <laughs> this is
0: nuts
2: Marseille legend Eric Demeco. he was a starting left back when they won the Champions League in 1990. he would have played more for
1: France but because of Bichente Lizarazu he didn't is that right? no he's a little bit earlier I thought he he was deputy to Lizarazu in, like, 96, in the Euros.
2: Yeah, but he's coming to the end of his career. Okay, right, right. okay, fine, fine. But um, Demeco is a co-commentator, and a very good co-commentator, actually. Um, Relatively impartial, but, of course, he's a Marseille legend. (laughs) And uh, Marseille and Paris Saint-Germain don't like each other particularly. He's co-commentated on Marseille, um, on Paris Saint-Germain pretty well throughout the, the, the Champions League for, for RMC. But um, he's discussed it with his bosses and he said, no, if I get to the final, that's a step too far. I can't be objective.
0: That's I'm like Jules to... saying,
2: she's not coming in and doing the show tomorrow if Brighton got beat the night before. No,
0: it's like me saying... Which you
1: have, I have talked you down off the ledge a few times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: me saying, I will not come on this show if Crystal Palace beat Brighton. Which I did have to do on Jules and Andy yeah. last I mean, that's just, well, your, that's
1: just your job though, isn't it? I mean, he, Eric D'Ameco should <laughs> it's be doing his, his job. job. Yeah, yeah, he should, it's his what job. I'm saying,
2: he should be doing this job. You know, you know, he's actually had a lot of backing from fans <laughs> in France who said, you know what, I'm, I'm a PSG fan. I don't want him commentating. Oh. I'm in the it's like saying, you can't fire me, I'll quit. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah. And I guess a lot of people who, who say that they want someone there who's really going to share the joy of Paris Saint-Germain's greatest moment rather than a guy who used to play for Marseille oh yeah, it's all right, I suppose. I suppose you've got to give him a bit of credit. Yeah,
1: it's an interesting discussion point because I wonder if you'd want someone like that commentating if it was a big moment for your club. Now, I know P- I know, Jim Campbell's made his uh, feelings quite clear about PSG and then spent most of the day yesterday on Twitter defending <laughs> it, um, which is good on him. But so PSG are a slightly different case. But if it was if it was a team who d- don't normally get to so say when, when Leicester... Well, that's just a poor example. Say when you know, Liverpool going to win the title? Would would they in the title winning game? Would they want to? Would the fans who couldn't go to the game itself, which obviously is everyone at the moment, would they want to hear a co-commentary done by like Gary Neville? Would they want that? Probably, well, but possibly they wouldn't because he's a big Man United legend.
0: To be fair to Gary Neville, though, he is very. Impartial. I think he's excellent. Yeah, but it's, he's it's a more a really of a broad good... point. But yeah, I know what you mean, though.
1: Would you want that? Would you want a big Crystal Palace legend commentating on Brighton's? Don't best think day? there are any,
2: are there? Uh, hey! <laughs> R.I.P. your mentions tomorrow. Pardew co-commentates on Brighton winning the Champions League final. No yeah, chance. I can, I can see that. First of all, I we're never gonna get there, unlikely. Andy. If,
1: if, if <laughs> exactly. Brighton were in the Champions League final, I think Jules have other things in their mind than what Alan Parge was up to. At least I hope she would anyway. I Absolutely. certainly Absolutely. hope she would.
0: Um speaking of the Champions League, um, we will be previewing Barcelona against Bayern Munich after this time. But You're listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betway. Right now, it's time for a brand new one of these. We concentrate on the topics.
2: We're pretty good to many topics today.
0: Andy, I love you trying to hold in your laughter throughout that. (laughs) I've not got over it
2: yet. I've not got over it yet. I've thought of like an equivalent European one. I think we could have objetivos. Objectives, which is what everyone says <laughs> yeah. every 10 seconds. Do you know, do you know what? Portugal's. Lot... I'd, like, I, I, I'd like, I i don't know, maybe George Jesus doing that. Do you know that, that a, lot, good.
1: a lot of um, managers and players who come to England to play or manage and they speak English as a second language, they always say, um, We are in a difficult moment. Yeah, they
2: do. I very much quite sweet. Yeah, Yeah. I very much enjoyed Julian Nagel's man yesterday saying when they were asked, you know, how are they going to celebrate going through and he goes, well, maybe we'll go back to the hotel and Drink a beer. Yeah,
1: I love that. <laughs> Jules, Enjoy so, so the, the topics this week, last week, well, this week. It's has been been, really
0: fun, hasn't it? It's has
1: been um, what you would add to a summer tournament to make it a bit more interesting. What are we are going to do next week?
0: Well, obviously, at the moment, we all miss going to football matches, watching our team play or going and just kind of watching a game as a neutral. We miss the buzz. We miss the atmosphere. But mainly, we miss the food, don't we? So, um, yeah, oh, I really miss at the Amex. Piglet's Pantry Pies. They're absolutely amazing. Piglet's Pantry Pies? Yeah. They reassuringly are so middle class. Good. I drove, I drove, it is drove, quite I drove, middle class. I drove, I, drove past,
1: I drove past the Amex yesterday. Did it's you? On my way down to Seaford, yeah.
0: Very nice. Yeah.
1: Great um, stadium. I, lo- I like going to the Amex. It's a great place to watch football, I think. It's
0: great. It's a really good stadium. I can't beat you on that the, now, though. The food, is, the food is also very good. <laughs> it sounds, I have to it say. sounds reassuringly really,
1: middle class. I have really, to say.
0: really nice. Piglet's um, Pantry? Piglet's Pantry. Game's
1: gone. Game has fucking gone.
0: We want to know maybe if you're not a fan of a pie, um, what you would change about food at football stadiums, so let us know email us show at footballrambledaily dot com or you can tweet us using the hashtag Ramble topics. We concentrate on the topics
2: We're pretty good to many topics today.
1: Just want to ponder over the weekend what mm-hmm. food you'd bring to the, I mean we've we've had all sorts on the show over the years. we've had people at Fulham saying that
2: they saw someone bring out like. Pitter and hummus that they brought from home
0: that's also,
2: middle class can I just say I would change nothing about the food at Kidderminster what is it Pies? Kidderminster Harriet's oh, well yeah but it's, it's like different stuff some, some weeks they'll, they'll have a stew they even a like, stew yeah uh, like they, they have like, I think I had a really great cottage pie there like the level of food there is the best level of food I've ever had at a football ground Kidderminster Harriers.
0: that's impressive
2: they're, they're, they're famous for it great
0: Mm. That sounds good. That's All the right. standard. That's the yep. standard. Send us in your thoughts, guys. What yeah. would you change about food at Football stadiums? Show at FootballRambledaily.com. Uh, before we preview what is going to be a mouthwatering tie tonight Barcelona against Bayern Munich in the Champions League quarterfinals. Bit of news yesterday. There's going to be some schedule changes for next season. This is something that I think we thought was coming. It's been kind of bubbling under throughout this last season, which is obviously still. Never ending. Um, there are going to be no FA Cup replays next season, and Carabao Cup semi-finals will also be just one leg. Now, part of this is probably because the season coming will be five weeks shorter because we've still got to finish in the normal time to get ready for the Euros next summer, mm-hmm. and therefore there's going to be no winter break. So this makes sense. But do you like it? What do you think it's gonna? Do you think it's going to make a big difference to both of those competitions?
1: I, I feel like it's it's. I'm ambivalent about it, chiefly because I'm a man of a certain age now, as you've already referenced Jules. <laughs> Thank you very much for that and i don't i I always thought when I was a kid, I wouldn't be the kind of guy who complains a lot about change, Now you know only when I saw oh, the game's gone, you know I was obviously joking so i don't, I don't want to be someone who, who resists change all the time and thinks oh, back in my day it was better, so I understand why it's happened for this um this period of time i didn't I couldn't see whether there was detail about whether that's going to stay. For following seasons, or are they just going to do it on an ad hoc basis? I don't basis? think
0: they've said that yet. Right, okay. okay.
1: So, if it's just obviously, I understand it's just for one season. I completely understand the, the rationale. I'd be a little bit sad if there were no FA Cup replays um, longer term, chiefly because it's a really important part of the footballing ecosystem financially for smaller teams in a world that we now exist in football wise, where you know, those teams are squeezed more than ever. We don't even know now, really, if how how much longer lower league teams and non-league teams are going to be able to survive. The way the human mind seems to work is that you think about these things for a short amount of time and everyone moves on with their lives, mm-hmm. but these problems still haven't been solved. So that's another kind of um, death by, another cut in the death by a thousand cuts sort of way that, that the smaller clubs have been treated. So it's massive, clearly, for the aforementioned Kilimanjaro Harries, for example, or whoever it may be, to get a replay at somewhere like Old Trafford or whatever. So I'd be concerned about that. And concerned about the ability for, of decision makers at the top level of the game to be able to, to counteract that and do the right thing by those clubs. So, that aside, um, I understand it, but that's kind of a concern.
2: But if you're, if you're not having FA Cup replays, the, the logical thing is that the lower ranked team plays. Do home. the Coupe de France thing. Yeah, or, yeah. or, or but, the dfb yeah. Pokal. I, I agree. Or, or that has to be fair. It has to be fair. So, the
1: lower league team, lower league team in the draw gets the home game.
0: Yeah, they are, I don't know if they've actually said that that's going to be the case, though. Have they? No, but, that but that's, that's what should but happen. But they should do that, shouldn't they? Yeah. Because actually, I think when the draws are made, particularly for the FA Cup, more so than the, than the League Cup, of course, because of the teams that can get through to the latter stages of the FA Cup, that's the thing you're looking out for. You're looking out for... You know, a Manchester United playing a team that's qualified from, you know, the National League or even lower. Yeah. That's just, just
2: not at Old Trafford.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that they're, they're looking they for the those times. They want the yeah, money. Yeah, they need that money. They need that gate money. That, that's that's
2: that's the problem because at the moment you can't say that money doesn't matter. But doesn't that tell you that really something's? fundamentally wrong about the way that football works yeah absolutely they have to rely story. on that it's crazy that, that we've, we've prioritised money ahead of sport for a, for a long time and we think of the FA Cup as like you say Jules the ultimate in sport but is it because like for a long time a lot of all low division clubs have thought about is just give me the replay give me the money yes, give me the away game but one thing I, you have to I, mention I, I, that I, I, I don't care if we get stuff one, th-
1: th- one thing that isn't mentioned very often because it's almost like taboo to say it <clears throat> but it is a factor is that if you compare the uk um, say if you just take england and compare it to france spain germany italy whatever the level of professional leagues how many of them there are and how many clubs there are england i mean england's got 92 professional clubs that's a lot more than that yeah right exactly because, because, because most of the, two national, Thirds, league are professional of the yeah. national league yeah. so it's got a lot and 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 i wonder if it's sustainable it, yeah and you can't really say that because it's like every single one of those clubs has got a, a rich history and is important to a lot of people. So it's not for us to judge whether they, they should be there or not. You know, because if, if it's down to me, I would say they all should. But I wonder whether that, the chickens are coming home to roost on that particular point. Look, everything's changing a lot. That, that's the, one, that's the one, thing, it's one of the things that's come out the back of this pandemic. Not the most important thing, but certainly a factor. The, the pace of change through necessity in things like football because there's no other way around it. Um, and this is another
2: example of that. The, the, go sorry, on. Sorry, no, sorry, you George. go ahead, Andy. I, I was just going to say, I, I don't know what you guys think about the, the fact that everything's going to be so condensed with the season, what being five weeks shorter. Mm. Does that say good quality of football to you? No, the candle looks mad. No. It looks absolutely
1: mad, and it looks like it looks like it a, looks like
2: a continuation of what we've been living through at the moment.
0: Pete has how can this be good for the Consistently said that the Euros next year is going is going to be a shambles because oh, everyone's going to be knackered
1: yeah I agree with him it could be a chance for a surprise winner though
0: England (laughs) are we surprise winners the
1: biggest of all the surprises
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, no FA Cup replays next season so they are going to be knockout ties um just like the Champions League is. And, and we are enjoying it. We are enjoying these knockout ties um, so far. And tonight it's Barcelona against Bayern Munich. I mean, this is the tie yeah. that everyone is looking out for. And it's a Friday night as well. It's just going to be brilliant, isn't it? I, I hope.
1: I'm going to use um, the Pete Donaldson trademarked term for this game. A thigh rubber. <laughs> Absolute thigh rubber. I, I would say I would say a barn burner. He would say a thigh rubber. Very, very exciting. Um, you know, he's... I think, I think for me, Bayern Munich are the team. You could argue the winner of this tournament comes from these two teams, but I actually think that probably overrates Barcelona a little bit. I think Bayern Munich would be big favourites of this game.
2: Yeah, it does. On paper, it's an Icelandic hot pot of a game. <laughs> uh, but in, in, in reality, it's just a dip in a nice standard Olympic-sized pool, really, oh, I think. Really? I, had a, I had an amazing... Um, I had yeah, because th- there's, there's one team who's arch-favourite, ultra-favourite, uh, yeah. uh, and like, you know, on paper, as you say, it's Barcelona versus... Can I just go Bayern? back to the
1: Icelandic stew bit very quickly? <laughs> no, no,
2: no, a hot pot's something you get in. It's like a naturally heated oh, It's like bath. a bath. That's not, a, that's not what a hot pot is. It, it, you, is, it is in Iceland. Are you what, thinking of food? Yeah, I had a hot pot in Iceland in Reykjavik. you always thinking about food.
1: Which, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> which was a, a trencher of bread so basically they take a big roll oh and
0: they put food inside the yeah they lo- and scoop loaf. out all
1: the bread yes. and they use that as the size dip and they put the stew in the in the in the um in the roll itself and the it... only options you could have were
2: meat yeah or vegetable
0: N- icelandic... non-classified meat yeah,
2: I, had, I had meat Absolutely.
0: it was fine it was okay well,
2: icelandic food is is generally excellent i think but and what expensive you, what it is <laughs> but, but what you've made it sound like then is when you go to and it's a scream or similar pub, and they give you a Sunday lunch as one of those jumbo Yorkshire puddings. Yeah, oh, all your food I in. Am Jules would love that. Yeah, Jules is so basic; she loves that. Oh,
0: yeah, when it comes to food, the simple stuff's the best. Yeah, I think. Give me a giant Yorkshire filled with meat and gravy all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I'd drink that.
1: If you're eating that with Jules, don't get it on your chest rug. You won't <laughs> <Yeah>. like that.
0: <laughs> Stop talking about chest rug.
1: You started it.
0: <laughs> uh, there is also a nice little like backdrop to this this game as well, Andy. The two goalkeepers, which you wrote about in The Guardian this week. Really good piece, by the way.
2: Oh, Thank you very much. Mm, um, fascinating. Yeah. it's uh, I, we, we all love a bit of chip. I mean, you were saying you secretly love dirty play. Noia's the king of chip. I secretly yeah. love
0: what?
2: I, 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 <laughs> I, I secretly love, love chip uh, yeah. be, be, between, between the players. Yeah. And it's, it's been fantastic. It's really escalated this season. So really, it goes back to uh, the bit before the 2018 World Cup when uh, tostegans playing out of his skin for Barcelona, uh, where Manuel Noia has played... Three Bundesliga games yeah. all season in 2017. Do you Remember, his return date just kept getting pushed back over yeah. and over again. And there was this, there was this brilliant article in um one of one of the um the German newspapers where it said, well, they had the they had the cup final against then Niko Kovac's uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. They said, well, maybe if they're winning like four or five nil, they could bring Neuer on for the last half hour. <laughs> 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 How's that going to get him fit? Yeah. Standing about and not touching the ball. Bear in mind, in his first game of that season, it took him 22 minutes to touch the ball. the ball. Yeah, I remember, yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically, Justegan played all the warm up games and Noy goes straight in. Now, he kind of escaped criticism because there were so many other Germany players vying for being their, their worst player of that 2018 World Cup but Ter not had a sniff despite the fact that Neuer arguably has never really got back to his best level and Ter is I think most reasonable people would say
1: I think he's much better the better goalkeeper at this point how does this, but the thing is Andy, we're talking about the game tonight how, how do you think this has an impact on the game if it does at all what, what do you think
2: well I don't think that Neuer can really be the winner as i was saying in the article I don't think Neuer can really be the winner in this face-to-face business because de going to have a lot more work to do I mean if you're going to make an argument for Neuer ahead of de Stegen, I think it would be the fact that de Stegen, because he's playing in front of a de- uh, behind a declining Barcelona side he gets a lot more chance to save them really mm. a bit like David de Gea at Manchester United he gets more of a chance to make a lot of good saves than someone would normally get for a club of that stature yeah. whereas with Neuer it's so much about concentration, recycling the ball, all of that sort of stuff. But ultimately, if you're going to have that argument about why Ter should be the Germany goalkeeper, well, their defence isn't much cop anymore either. Mm. Well, He's going to have a
1: lot of saves to make from um, Robert Lewandowski. Absolutely. Put it that way. Yeah. Is that your analysis? Ter th- Stegen's got a lot of saves to make from <laughs> Robert <laughs> it's Lewandowski. It's so as simple as I don't that. Think, I, don't think, um, <laughs> I don't think Clement Longley would be able to deal with Robert, Lew- Robert Lewandowski, personally. That's how I see it. And, it, and, and, and and you say how basic you say it sounds basic you like, but Lewandowski no, that's, is, that's true. is the focal point of their attack, and he's the best number nine in the world by
2: a distance. I don't. I don't he is, and I, I don't think Longley massively trustworthy. No. And that that is kind of the problem for Barcelona. They're, they're still reliant. PK's best years on are behind a, him as well. By the way, on aging players, he's still good. He's still, he's their still best, good. But he's, he's still their, He's still their best defender. He's not an improving that, player, though. But but that's their problem in a nutshell. He's still yeah. their best. He's still their best defender, and oh. basically, apart from Stegen, all their best players are in their 30s. Mm-hmm. And, and that is an enormous problem. If you had vintage Big Sam on the case, that mm-hmm. would be different. Or Rudy, Rudy Garcia, him, yeah. him and Lewandowski. That would be
1: good. Rudy Garcia, I that team. I,
2: I, I meant, um, meant Samuel Lamtiti.
1: Oh, okay, right. They, yeah.
2: they call him Big Sam in France. Oh, sorry.
1: Okay, did I didn't really. <laughs> I thought you meant actually Big Sam. <laughs> so did <laughs> I. I. Tell
2: yeah. um, <laughs> very... your audience, Andy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: a very quick one as well on Manchester City against Lyon tomorrow. Andy, your beloved Lyon playing against Manchester. Do you give them any chance? It's a knockout tie. Anything could happen.
2: i love the way you said it's a knockout and that was great until you added the tie on the (laughs) end but i i think it's going to be immensely hard i mean obviously they took four points off manchester city in the champions league last season and they deserve to win both of those games this time no feck it no and dombele which i think is an absolutely massive deal um, although Bruno Guimaraes and Maxence Kakare in, in, in midfield are, are, are really terrific as well. I do think this is a tough one. And the thing is, the position that Leon are in, you know, you think getting past Juventus, no one expected it. It was an absolutely mammoth feat. And your reward for that is getting thwacked by Manchester City. <laughs> yeah. If you somehow squeeze past Manchester City, your reward for that is getting thwacked by Bayern. It's, it's a really hard half of the draw. But, but, but yeah, I, like I said before, the way that City played in those two games against Real Madrid changed my mind on that's key. a little bit. So
1: that's the key. The thing I was going to add at the back of that is just that if, this is their, if they're playing a Man City team of last season in this stage of the Champions League, you think they've got a big chance because Man City are unreliable at this stage. They're, they're, they, they, they've not been able to get over the line. The, 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 the performances against Real Madrid, both sides of the pandemic lockdown... Coming of age performances, and I think you've got to acknowledge that. So, although sure. Rudy Garcia, as Andy said time and time again on shows I've been on with him, knows how to set a team up and is a you know is a good at his job, um, I still think that Man City will have too too much.
0: Mm. All right, a uh, bit of transfer news today. Um, Willian has signed for Arsenal. Is
1: that just broken? That
0: move has been made. Yes, indeed it has. So, um, I mean, he spent seven years at, at Chelsea. We kind of saw this move happening because it's been yes. talked about for the last couple of weeks since the FA Cup win um, that Willian was going to switch sides and go from Chelsea to Arsenal. And it's happened. And there's a picture of him in an Arsenal shirt. It looks weird. It looks quite weird. Yeah. It does. It. It's, yeah. it's always it really does. strange when a player moves to, I suppose, you know, a London rival. And, and especially when the colours are different, it just takes a bit of time getting used to that, doesn't it?
2: Mm. Yeah,
1: it certainly does. Good
0: move for him, though. I, th- I
1: think it's a good sign for Arsenal. And a lot of people have been um, critical of it, saying it's not really the area they need to strengthen in. It's, you know, they should should they be investing their money in um, you know older players of of, of this vintage? Look, I, I'm sympathetic to some of those arguments, but William is very effective off the right hand side. Pepe's found it, you know, not not brilliant the whole the whole time he's been at Arsenal. He's although he's improving, but in but 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 but, but William can also play across. A number of positions, right? He can play for the middle and play Perth are left mm. as well. So he's a versatile sort of addition to them. And he's got a load of experience. Like his numbers for Chelsea this year are quite good. And he's won loads as well. So I, I don't I don't I think it's one of those transfers for me which says if you can get it, you do it because you can you can it's it's stupid to pass it up. That's I think, I, I think. think I think
2: your argument with Pepe is if Lacazette goes, maybe Pepe ends up as the second striker as well.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about Lacazette. Oh, they've got embarrassment reaches riches up front, to be fair. They should never bother with him. we have got loads of players. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, well, it's almost the end of the Friday Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway, which means, oh my God, it's time for this.
1: It's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. <laughs> it is in t- indeed time for Luke's game. Um, that time of the week has come around again. It's, uh, it's come so fast It comes so fast every week. Jules, um, you are a brand new player to this game. Would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Hello, my name is Jules Breach and I am one of the hosts for the Football Ramble. And where are you from? I'm from Brighton.
1: And uh, who do you support? Brighton. (laughs) One of the less interesting uh, intros we've had. Um, Listen, people who listened to the show yesterday will have some, I think, absolutely reasonable concerns about uh, Miss Breach's um, approach to this game. There's been talk of (laughs) earpieces. There's been talk of cheating. I would like to assure all our listeners... Hang on a minute, Jules. Not about you, it's about the listeners. I would like to assure all our listeners the integrity of this competition is as secure as it's ever been. Mm -hmm. And there's absolutely no suggestion of any foul play going on. Would you like to take time to explain yourself first?
0: Yes, that was... um... Yesterday I was badly influenced by Pete Donaldson <laughs> and Tim Campbell. I'm going to blame it on them. I suspected
2: as much. <laughs> we could all use that as an excuse for anything. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm. This is this is a tough debut. You've given me the encyclopedia of football, Andy Brassell, yeah. to battle against. So yeah. this isn't going to go well. I, f-
2: I feel tense because You're in the big I, I think I think on Premier League players, Jules might have the edge. Well, listen, do you man, reckon? I don't much, know. Much yeah. like the
1: FA Cup next season, there would not be a replay. Uh, we we will have a winner oh god okay I'm Um, ready
0: I am so Andy I'm ready
1: regular (laughs) listeners will know just what to expect new (laughs) listeners will pick it up as they go along as ever in this game to be successful you need to have fire in your belly and your head in the freezer you ready? I'm ready let's do it Jules you're new so you start first okay Um, that's just kind of how it works Um, what I would say is no repetition okay no incorrect answers you know how to play. You've played this before on other outlets. We don't need to go into that at the moment, but I just wanted to remind you of the rules. Your first player who's played for six clubs, he's currently still playing.
0: Okay. <sighs> uh, this is a good thing.
1: He is Gary Cahill. Could you make your opening bid on how many clubs Gary Cahill has played for? If you like, Jules, how many um, teams has Gary Cahill appeared on The Roaster of?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you say six?
2: Six in total. I'm That's surprised that it's six. Don't listen Are to me. you It's mind games, Jules. It's, it's mind games. Definitely mind
0: games. He's the world it? champion.
1: What did, I do? what did I do? He's defended this title so many times.
0: Hmm. I'm looking at Andy's not even looking at me. He's just looking off into the distance. He's not giving anything away. I'm going to go three.
1: Three, okay. Andy, can you I'll, go? I'll take four. Four. Can you go five, <laughs> Jules?
0: Um, no.
1: Okay, so Andy, it's on you. Four clubs that Gary Cahill has played for, one at a time, please. Bolton Wanderers. Correct.
2: Oh, there is sound effects. D- I love this. <laughs> yeah. Aston Villa. Correct. Chelsea. Correct. Crystal Palace. That's
1: Correct. Safe. One nil to Andy. This
0: is not good. I want to know the other
1: two. Yeah, I well, will give them to you now. Started his career at Aston Villa, as you rightly pointed out. He spent some time on loan at Burnley
2: oh.
1: and spent some lo- time on loan at Sheffield United as well.
2: Oh, Sheffield I didn't United. Know that. And then
1: Bolton, mm. Chelsea, and he's currently at Crystal Palace. Okay, Andy, you're up first. It's one nil to you could be a whitewash. Jules, don't worry if it's a whitewash. Marcus Spellers be on the end of a whitewash. All right. There's all no right, shame in right. it. Good company. know. I
0: know. Yeah. I mean, at least it's Andy, so if I do get whitewashed, there's good reason for it.
1: You shouldn't be thinking about a whitewash, though. I'm
0: not. I'm As very a, competitive. Exa- I want exactly. to win this. That's
1: why I thought you'd be a dark horse in this. Okay, the next player, Andy, you're first. He's played for eight clubs in total. He retired in 2014. Um, if you get a couple of these, I'll give you the money myself. <laughs> um, eight clubs in total. It's Frederick Lundberg. Freddie Lundberg.
0: Eight. It's got to be about four loan spells in there.
1: Eight. Yeah. Eight. You heard (laughs) me. You keep saying eight all you like. I ain't changing.
2: That's really tough. Two? Two. (laughs) Jules, now you've got a decision to make because you've got (laughs) two.
0: I don't know. But maybe I should just guess. I should tactically just go for this one because Andy's not going to have another two anywhere, is he?
1: So you want to you want bid three?
0: Um, look at his face! <laughs> look at his face! I don't even know if he knows two. Um, yeah, let's let's go for three. Okay,
1: Andy, four. No, I'm not. going All for right, George, you need to name three, one at a time, no repetition, I, no I, wrong answers. I only
0: definitely know one. Oh no! Oh,
1: it's too late. <laughs> too late. Now. It's too late now. Okay. Oh no! Take your time.
0: Okay, Arsenal.
1: That's correct. I think, as I say, as I always say, there are previously uncontacted un-contact tribes in the rainforest that know he played for Arsenal. <laughs> Calvin Klein is not an acceptable I Arsenal. was going <laughs> to say Sexy FC for <laughs> number two.
0: Um, ah. He's had a bit of a weird
1: career for him, because all of his other clubs are quite forgettable, I would say.
0: I'm just going to have to guess, because I genuinely don't sure. know any others than Arsenal, but I'm going I'm to go for a couple of rogue ones, and don't ask me why I think this, but Club Bruges?
1: <laughs> Damn it. I'm afraid that's wrong. The point goes to Andy. Fred Lundberg started at Halmstad. Uh, he then went to Arsenal where he played for nine years or so. Then uh, West Ham, Seattle Sounders, Chicago Fire, Celtic, Shimizu S. Pulse, and then he finished his career at Mumbai City. Jules, you're up what? first for the third football player. You're 2 0 down. You need to win to understand oh, the hunt. Yeah. He's played for six clubs in total. He is Dan Byrne. <gasps>
0: For Dan Burn. Dan um, Burn.
1: How many of his clubs can
0: you put? Can you name? Six. Um no, that's not my offer. That's not my offer. That's <laughs> good not my offer. Um oh my god. Um remember
1: three? Three's good. Andy, can you do oh, four? I can't,
2: I can't do four, no.
1: Three jewels. Was that a bluff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone thinks they're to oh, this dude. game until they play it. You know that. When you're under the lights, it's not as easy. That's why you need fire in the belly, head in the freezer. Okay, say
0: let me have a think about this. Um, number one, Brighton and Hove Albion.
1: you got one down, two to go.
0: Dan Burn, the tallest man on the planet. Where did he come from? Um, I should know this, because it was only last season. Uh, does he have some kind of Portsmouth connection?
1: If you said the club Portsmouth, that is an answer that you've, you're putting forward. Is that right? Portsmouth. Wrong, I'm afraid. Darlington's race started. Then he went to Fulham, Yeovil Town, Birmingham City. Both of those were on loan. Wigan Athletic, Wigan, and Brighton and Hove Albion. Andy, Imagine
0: how Wigan? Andy Brassel wins. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I asked Pete to do a little jingle for Andy Brasso wins. And he said he did. Andy Russell wins. Who could have seen that come in? So there we go. Do you want to play for I'm a bit of pride? I'm
0: about that because I've got my Brighton defenders' previous clubs mixed up. Because it's Webster that had some time at Portsmouth. No, that's Bristol City. And no, he was at Portsmouth as well. Matt Clark. Matt Clark. Oh, yeah. Okay. Probably both, both of them. Yeah,
1: maybe. I haven't checked. Uh, my memory for that kind of stuff is terrible, which is why I'm the host. Um, <laughs> 3-0. Look, we can... We can Quickly burn through the other two. Uh, Andy, you're up first for this one to see if you can whitewash it. He's played for four clubs. He retired in 2018. He's Wes Brown. Three.
0: I couldn't do four.
1: Go for your three. Sunderland. <coughs> Blackburn Rovers. <coughs> Manchester United. Who's That's a four for Andy. Kerala Blasters. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Um, and the oh. final one is, Jules, you can go first on this one just to round this off to get the whitewash out of the way. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> He's played for 11 clubs in total. He's still playing now. He plays in goal. He's Ben Foster. Ooh. 11. Eleven. Yeah, surprising, right?
0: I mean, I'd be guessing half of them, but I don't know. Three?
1: Three. Andy? You can't guess half of three, just so you know. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll,
2: we'll take George's three. Okay.
0: Genuinely, you've put me on the spot because I, I, honestly, my mind has gone completely blank. I'm sweating. Obviously Watford. Um, Hang on. Oh, sorry. Let me press my button. Um, I spent
1: ages doing that. I say me, Charlie. Where was
0: he he before Watford? I should bloody know that. Um,
1: Played there for a long time, actually. Six seasons last game before last. Uh, Team before last.
0: Team before last. (laughs) I can't think. (laughs) I'm literally sweating. Um, West Brom? No. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Too. You need one more um, to get a point. This will be massive. This is um, massive for you.
0: <laughs> I should know this. Ben Foster. He's been at a big club as well. Um, uh, good luck editing this. By the way, you've got a lot of time to cut out. <laughs> the, whole, the whole ramble. Um,
1: listenership are with you, Jules. I know. To get one so point. West
0: Brom, Watford. Um, bloody hell! Don't want to get it wrong important this. I'm going to push the buttons this wrong is really don't, give me a, don't give me a club oh, soon. okay. No hesitation. Um, no. I almost said right, just Tottenham. Like,
1: Damn it. You could have had Man United.
0: That, uh, yeah. Stoke,
1: Bristol, Bristol, Tiverton Town, Stafford Stoke. Rangers, Kidderminster, Wrexham, Man United, Watford, Birmingham, West Brom. and Watford, uh, well, I play for Watford about three times.
0: Kidderminster. Titles. He
2: knows yeah. about the cottage pies as well. <laughs> only, two, only two League of Princes for Kidderminster.
0: Whitewash. Andy
1: Brassel wins. saw oh, that one come in etc, um, etc. Et Would I'm you consider
2: one. me biased if I said that was one of Donnie's best theme tunes?
1: That was good. Isn't it Street Fighter? I think it's Street Fighter <laughs> I, I 2. Th-
2: I think I might have to have it for like the ringtone of my phone. Or yeah, something. what would it called? Andy <laughs> Russell wins. How <laughs> <laughs> to be taken seriously yeah, in uh, One, the work arena. Yeah. One
0: thing I will say, at least I wasn't worse than Kate. No, you
2: weren't. I think I think you've done better <laughs> than Pete that. as well.
0: I'll take that. Um, right, that's all. And and with that whitewash, you're not going to be seeing me for a while. Um, no. I'm going to have a bit you're, of time
2: you're off. You're going into hiding.
0: I'm going yeah. into hiding for a little bit. Um, have a little bit of a break before... The new season starts. Um, So thanks for listening to the preview show sponsored by Betway. Um, Don't forget to tune in tomorrow for a brand new episode of Greatest Games in association with the Blizzard. Marcus and Jonathan will be joined by the historian and author Dan Jackson to discuss the 1951 FA Cup final when Newcastle beat Blackpool 2-0, the first of three FA Cups they won in the 1950s. Andy? congratulations thank
2: you so much you're a worthy opponent
0: Luke great hosting
2: thank you the the real winner as ever was the listeners, and that's the most important thing
0: that is the most important thing see you soon guys have a good weekend this was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network